Jay Bearhat. So Jay Bearhat, how are you doing? Uh, not great. Hmm. Tell tell me more. Um. Okay. So do you remember the movie Space Jam? Oh, of course. Yeah, classic. Nin- Nineteen ninety six. Uh. Michael Jordan, Bugs Bunny, based off of the the famous series of commercials. Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now do you remember Space Jam 2? Yeah, I mean, certainly, you know, less so maybe, but I I remember that they made a second one, yeah. Okay, and that's weird, right? Because that one, like, just came out. Like, like, you, you saw Space Jam. Yes. Like, probably years ago is the last time you saw it. Maybe a year ago. Sure. Yeah, I I saw. Well, I actually I, I rewatched it pretty recently because I, I I knew I was so so excited that there was a new one coming out. That's crazy. <laughs> that is insane that you would do that. Okay, let me let me see if I can go through what I remember about Space Jam Two. The Devil from the Devils, the nun from the Devils, Ken Russell's The Devils is a pretty prominent character. Uh, shockingly prominent actually. shockingly really really pro they go to matrix lebron james goes to make matrix world the, the various characters from the matrix well people dressed up at them like it's an amusement park are in the background of the of the crowd a lot uh-huh yeah yeah mostly trinity weirdly enough mostly mostly trinity how did it make you feel i mean nothing really I'm like that's kind of like the thing, right, is that it's like Space Jam One. I don't like have nostalgia vision. I hate most things from my childhood. Sure, I remember most things from my childhood. I I I can watch Space Jam One. <laughs> get drunk with friends and have a rip roaring time. Oh yeah, watching this quick like eighty minute kids movie. Sure, yeah. Space Jam Two just felt like it. Sure. <laughs> it wasn't. I mean, I don't. Yeah. I'm not under no delusions that Space Jam One is good. It's bad. Oh yeah. It's this terrible. Is, this is like bad. <laughs> well, what makes what makes it more soulless to you, I guess, than the, than the first one? Because we all had such, you know, we had rose colored '90s glasses back in the back in the day. I feel like. Oh, I put this. I feel like we've reached, this is Space Jam 1. It's about, it's based on a commercial. It's yeah. It's them being like, look at all these, like, look at these, like, two big pop culture figures we put in this. Also, we put Bill Murray in it. Also, we put the guy from Seinfeld and also Jurassic Park in it. And there's a yeah. jokes about how Michael Jordan is doing baseball, uh, which he allegedly is doing because of a gambling debt. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not, that's on the film. That's that's just metatextual. It's a movie where no one gives a shit because they are aware that this is just a vehicle and that it doesn't for toys. And that ultimately doesn't really matter because it will make a billion dollars. But Space Jam: A New Legacy, they care. They care <laughs> a lot about Space Jam too. Oh yeah. But they don't care about it in the way of like I don't know the the the. Paul's Trader Exorcist movies, like, you know, he cares about that. <laughs> they care about it in the way that, like, the guy who makes Soylent really cares about getting the flavor profile right. Oh, God. There is a part where LeBron, LeBron James's, uh, well, he does this kind of cartoon sort of pratfall into the earth, uh, sort of 
Wiley Coyote style and is where's like you see his silhouette in the ground. Uh and it's just the Nike symbol. The one of the most dehumanizing things I've ever seen. <laughs> Felt really uniquely hateful. Yeah. Very, very evil. The, the first film negates itself because the villain is a metaphor. It is basically the studio making the movie. Right. Like the whole bit in the first movie is that he wants to enslave Michael Jordan and make him perform funny tricks for children forever. And he's going to make them play with a bunch of cartoon characters, even though that doesn't really make any sense. But it will make him a lot of money very quickly. <laughs> that's what Space Jam 1 is. Yeah. And so just like in Space Jam 1, the villain of this film is a clear reference to how the film was developed by an algorithm. <laughs> By something completely soulless and which doesn't understand humanity, but does kind of know how to manipulate you based on things that you like. Mm, yeah. And I mean, it's, it's uh, I don't know, it, it, it feels a little bit insulting for a movie from a major studio to be kind of referencing these things that exist in our social medias that are mandated to exist by major studios. I mean... I, I listen. I don't go to see a studio movie to not be insulted. <laughs> they will insult me. I'm not sure. aware of that. I think the reason this movie is just just hits different because <laughs> it just reminds you of what has changed in twenty years. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good change. It's it's not it's not pretty. Well, it had Comment a- down below if you thought it was epic. Uh, bacon sauce when Rick and Morty showed up. Uh, I forgot about Rick and Morty. Oh my god, uh, that was terrible. That was, yeah, Rick and Morty. Also, what did you? Yeah, the uh, the Michael Jordan cameo that was really wonderful and super funny. Okay, in a, in a in a in a in in Space Jam One, I, I keep bringing it back, but like the the perfect way to describe why this film is so particularly soulless is to compare it to its previous soulless incarnation. Film One. <laughs> the joke of uh, Bill Murray shows up and he goes da 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 and then Danny DeVito goes what the I didn't know Dan Aykroyd was in this movie silly joke celebrity joke who it's funny whatever who cares they get in they get out that's how a joke works. <laughs> in this movie they spend what feels like 20 minutes setting up this joke of Michael Jordan so you know that it's not going to be Michael Jordan yeah it's Michael B. Jordan and then they have a weird joke to try to make sure that you know that uh, Sylvester the Cat isn't racist for not knowing the difference between Michael Jordan and Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> in the movie where they cut out the skunk because he's a little rapey, but left in the racist rat and had him say his his racist rat phrases. <laughs> we need the Pepe cut. We need the Pepe cut. Think about how much funny it could They go, you know, they could have had a joke like, uh, we gotta get Pepe back. And then they get the the, the green frog. And Bugs goes, not this guy. Not that guy. This one's even worse than Pepe Le Pew. And then, you know, it's just not in the rest of the movie. <laughs> I can smell those feet from here. <laughs> Your toes, darling. The sea girl's feet. Pepe Le Pew a foot guy. Oh my god, that would like be... He doesn't want to join the team because he's too busy thirst commenting on e-girls. Uh, yeah, they should have brought on, like, the, writer, the writer's room from Euphoria or yeah. something. <laughs> just, just, like... Just, like... Make Pepe Le Pew a chaser. You cut Pepe Le Pew out, but don't comment in it, which very funnily has the scene where Bugs is looking 
at a big board. Yeah. I gotta get my friends back. Yeah. It's like, one of them's missing. <laughs> Uh, hey, bloody I, sticker than water. But you do that scene, and I see, I fucking see Speedy Gonzalez on there. I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay, so that guy gets to stay? He gets. To, he can chill. He can hang. They had that guy voiced by Fred Armisen in the cartoon show because they're like, we need to make this character, like, literally anything else than what he is. We uh, the, the grandma got, the grandma has to be there. The grandma, grandma has, has to Pepe, be there. Pepe Le Pew? No, absolutely not. Nobody remembers. Uh, uh, it's a bad. It's a bad period of history. Graham on the racist rat get more more screen time than Daffy Duck. The character people actually care. So basically, I guess in general, what you're trying to tell me is that it's not as good as the original Space Jam. I mean, it's no, no. Like, I mean, yes, but no. It's it. It is as good as it could be for right now, and that's so miserable and alienating because it's like. This is the best a Space Jam movie could be now, and it can't be as good as the original. Not because the original is good, but because corporations have gotten more soulless. So it just feels worse. It's just is it, it's the delta of, of time. Ch- you know what? You get over here. I'm the therapist now. Oh, 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 okay. I, I see. <sighs> right. So what did you think? Space <sighs> Jam, two thousand twenty-one. Space Jam, a new a new legacy, space and and a brand new legacy for Space Jam. Um, I think that uh, I thought a lot. I guess I thought a lot of things. I thought that it was pretty soulless. It didn't really have any jokes in it, from what I remember. Do you not remember Big Chungus? Oh, big, oh, the Big Chungus! Oh, the Chungus! I loved the Big Chungus. I love Rick and Morty. Um, I love. I'll... Remember when he says, uh, I just remembered a joke. Remember when he says, uh, Hufflepuff, I knew it. Oh. The camera directly into your eyes, and he says, Nerd alert. And then I think LeBron goes, I fucking love science. I fucking love science. And then Dr. Okay. Fauci comes in, and he's doing um, the, 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 the meme dance. The Harlem Shake. Yeah, the Harlem Shake. Well, no, it'd have to be something from TikTok. Oh, doing a TikTok dance. The uh, he says, I don't know. Wear your mask, or we won't get Game of Thrones season twelve. Oh yeah, yeah, Game of Thrones. Yeah, Warner Warner Brothers, Game of Thrones. Yeah, they own that. They have that. Just so you know, they have that. How do you feel, by the way, about uh, we talked about the Devils earlier? Uh-huh. How do you feel about the Devils being in this movie and not available for purchase anywhere? <laughs> Um, I think that's really an interesting decision. I think it's really just kick up as much discussion about this movie that you've purposefully made as unavailable as possible. It's on Shutter still, maybe. Not the uncut version. Okay, yeah. As far I mean, as far as I'm aware, I, I don't, I don't know. It might be the uncut version. I've worked with kids in kind of like general, sort of like different uh, capacities, and and being kind of in that being in that space, you see a lot of like propaganda of like, hey. Join STEM. Learn. Teach your kid how to code. Teach your kid how to C C sharp Python. Uh, and that shit is absolutely fucking everywhere. And like the fact that this movie has like a sponsorship from like E three to to show off their like E three game camp thing where they teach your kid how to fucking code feels really like soulless and evil to me in a way that's like even worse than like. Hey, maybe your kid will be a basketball player. You're right there. Something particularly vile about 
going from trying to sell children uh, what is going to be absolutely unobtainable dream for them, or maybe it's like slightly obtainable, but it's you know selling them an image of glamour that they can aspire to. Yeah, yeah. Trying to sell your child, or uh, trying to sell directly to your child the idea that um, the modern version of a coal miner is basically <laughs> a glamour job. You know, this, is, mm-hmm. this is the version of like if like a seventies kids movie was just like I can't wait. Or like a fifties kids movie was like, boy, I can't wait to get my job started at the uh, at the car building factory <laughs> at the which, Ford, which absolutely by the time I'm a legal adult will not be just found a way to be completely replaced and made uh, worthless. Yeah, yeah. Like one might say that there's a weird uh, agenda in trying to get as many children into coding as possible, perhaps because then. Uh, one of the few workforces where there is a consistent unionization effort will have more trouble mm. because they can be fired and replaced on mass. <laughs> yeah, just make sure that the turnover rate is enough so that, you know, companies can never be held accountable and policies never improve. And, you know, you're really just like setting yourself, you're setting your child up for like a life of success with making sure that they are uh, doing contract labor for the rest of their fucking life and don't get to retire. Um, I think that's really stellar. I, I think that we should be lauding that and putting that in our inspiring movies for children. The people in tech sort of were, were hunted straight out of college. And a benefit of that I noticed was, you know, just because it's like uh, to sell them on the sort of rock star lifestyle. But it also meant that they never had a point in their life where they weren't doing full-time adult work that involved living in a dorm and working 80-hour weeks and spending all of your free time with your people that you work with. Because that's yeah. what you have to do in college with tech stuff to, to get through it. So if you get them straight out of it, they're never going to know that there's actually a different kind of life that one could be living. Uh, and so it's interesting to me that uh, after that has already become an established you know, industry standard, that it would become, hey, let's just start even earlier on that. <laughs> let's get them used to that. Age 10, baby. <laughs> oh, just normalize it as quickly as possible. Just, you know, live in live in work communes uh, that were built by Microsoft. And, uh, you know, you, there, there's a communal communal shower and you don't really have a unit laundry, but it's okay. Don't, don't worry about it. It's fine. Put in hundreds of hours of unpaid labor. Yeah. Because then when you get any level of payment of it, you'll be grateful. <laughs> Isn't this glamorous? You're just like the kid in Space Jam 2. <laughs> Don't, Don't you want to be just like the kid in Space Jam, a new legacy? Don't you want to be exploited by Don Cheadle? <laughs> oh my god, do I? I think it's come time to really address, like, kind of the elephant in the room, the, like, major scandal that this film had, uh, you know, kind of uh, under its wings before release date. They made Lola unsexy, made her big bo- big boobs, small boobs, and no, and she's not sexy enough. Um, and I'm just, it's, I'm, it's miserable, miserable, misery. I can't handle this. I mean, I, I think that this film is really demonstrating a commitment to equality by making all of the characters as ugly and unfuckable as possible. <laughs> Yeah, they it kind of extended to everybody, huh? Yeah. There's that weird sequence where he makes them all 3D, and I thought that they were setting up this idea of like, oh, maybe they're going to have a self-aware riff here about how 3D animation that they've been pushing looks bad and 
is less exciting because you can do less physicality with it because it's yeah. animated. I mean, you know, there's there's obviously uh, exceptions to the rule. You know, Spider Verse does it does it well. There's there's some that I've seen that do it well, um, but they don't. He just does it, and then they go, "Oh no, we're 3D now." And like, it doesn't make them weaker. It doesn't. It doesn't cause any effects. They're just like, "Oh, we're 3D now." Yeah. Let's ball. <laughs> and now we're balling. I I scarcely even remember anything from that part of the movie. Once they turned to 3D, my eyes kind of glazed over. Well, you got 3D like uh, foghorn, leghorn, chin nutsack. Uh, you know, with beautiful texturing, uh, and everything like that. So just like, you know, just the physicality of all of it, just like it makes perfect sense. It translates perfectly fine. There's nothing, no, no issues. Doesn't look ugly. If you're going to do that, lean into it like, God, for Pokemon Pikachu Detective, uh -huh. to have something over on you. <laughs> Shameful. Shameful, truly. And I mean, yeah, there's something to be said about the soullessness of the characters themselves. Like, as much as I want to get behind, uh, oh, you know, like, oh, Zendaya, thank you for showing up, but you kind of are not half of the Lola Bunny that Kristen Wiig is in the Looney Tunes show, which is the official, the greatest characterization of Lola Bunny. I, I, it, that was, like, such a weird thing about it, too, is that the, the, the movie had a very obvious intellectual property they could have stolen from. Sure, yeah. That show takes these characters that have not been updated in characterization in, like, 60 years uh -huh. and gives them personalities that riff on their established personalities. Yeah, and well... this movie just says, no. What if we just make uh, a rap? The the problem with the Looney Tunes show is that it is objectively good, but it came during an era where, like, everything had a gate suffix attached to it. So it's, like, Gamergate, Comicsgate, Cartoonsgate, uh, fucking, fucking Dildogate, fucking Fartgate. Uh, Remember Elevatorgate? That was a real one. Oh, my God. I don't even, don't even remind me. Elevatorgate was another real one. Oh, God. Yeah, so, like, people, there was, like, that was... <laughs> that one's still going on. That was it. Was just a it was just a really volatile time where like anything new and exciting, uh, basically got screamed at and harassed directly. Uh, so I I think they're a little bit hesitant to touch the Looney Tunes show, even even though it is the greatest thing that they have done in several decades. In the '90s, we had like girls can dunk and be sexy, yeah. and now in 2021 we have girls can dunk. Uh, so we've really regressed backwards uh, as far as just, like, misogyny in general. I think it would be really funny if they found Lola Bunny and instead she'd just become a thing. Yeah. High heels on. Like, she's just, like, doing, like, a Lana Del Rey rip. Oh, my God. You know what would be even more funny? If they found Bugs Bunny and Bugs Bunny was a bimbo. I mean, and then, you know, what would be great is if they found Lola Bunny and Lola Bunny was, like, a guy. <laughs> I, I will say... Thing that came out of her design to the discourse was that brief moment in time uh -huh. where uh, all of the like two fucker trans dudes I knew mm -hmm. were just like, "Oh, that's his, that's his bandages from his top surgery." Yeah. Also, the weird one bandage she has on his arm <laughs> is because he got a phalloplasty. <laughs> uh, oh, you know what's better than Space Jam Two? Men. <laughs> 
boys and men. Yeah. Boys and men, baby. What what's Bugs girl name? It can't be Babs because Babs is like. It could be Bugs. Could be Bugs. I, you Bugsy. Like, you said that like I. There is probably not. A... Okay. Yes, I I I I just remembered the three trans women that I know who are named Bugs. 